Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from November the 12th, 1988. We had an extremely hot episode last week with the Roll Warriors and Midnight Express, and then we had Cornette and Paulie brings in his Midnight Express. So we got a lot to follow up on this week, but for now, I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hardbody Hopper. He should be here shortly. Um, he always runs late. I, I think, you know, if you guys think we're working, uh, we're not. He literally runs on a different clock, and that's all I'll say. Doc, uh, you sound like you're over there fighting with Latrell for the headset. Uh, how you doing? What's the text we got yesterday in the middle of the day? I just pissed behind a shamrock. The shamrock is where they hold Wildcat X rated every year. And I still don't get the ref. I still don't know what he was trying to say. I think he was just driving along and had to take a piss and just took a piss. I don't know. I guess. I mean, what the fuck, man? Who knows? Uh, all right. So, so um, well, I, I, I'm doing great, Michael. Um, I've, I went out earlier and got uh, all of my supplies for the coronavirus. Mm, that's nice. I mean, you know, I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, try not to get it. You know that type are you, of thing. Are you ner- are you scared at all about it? Uh, define scared when you say scared. Do you think you're going to get it? Um, I don't know, man. So it's a work. Uh, no, I'm not going to. No, I don't know. I just think as a people, as a society, we just gotta. Got to calm down, take more things one day at a time. I'm not saying it won't get worse. I actually think it will. But, you know, let's settle down. Let's think rationally. And then we go from there. Don't, um, you know, don't allow fear to drive you. Allow, you know, use your brain. And I don't know, I don't know how else to say that without sounding mean. Um, you're smart, you know. You know what I'm saying? I, I think we'll be. Enough. I think we'll be all right. I, th- I, think, okay. I, think, I think we're going to survive. I feel better. I feel better now. I, I feel more confident, and I'm ready to go out and lick some doorknobs. Jesus Christ. All right, and as Doc says that, uh, before you get rolling, Doc, and get into whatever else you got, a uh, special shout-out to our largest page contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, Joe Ice. Thank you very much for your support via Patreon. And if you're not a Patreon member, become one, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Two other things. 
Zach Spoonamore, new BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member. Thank you, Zach, for... Uh, I think Zach was a patron member in the past, but Zach is now a BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member, so Zach, thank you very much. And then we got somebody not doesn't have a name. He just uh, calls himself CBW Wrestling. I don't know what CBW stands for, but thank you, sir, for signing up and enjoy the 200-plus Patreon-exclusive episodes that are up at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Uh, Doc, with all that said, you got any spotlights or anything? I think you got something good. Oh, well, I do want to ask a quick question first. Uh, can you provide an update on our dead Mexican at the Hard Rock in New Orleans? Have we gotten that guy out yet? Bro, you want to know what's sad? That that dude is still in the building. God almighty. Man, brown, I, lives, brown lives matter, dude. Come on. I, <sighs> You know, you know, if that was a white boy in it, that have pissed him <laughs> Stop, out. Stop, man! Why you, <laughs> you make it see? Like you tell me, I make things racial. You, you brought that up. Leave that alone. Yeah, I, I like, I'm not 100 percent certain, but I believe they still haven't gotten the bodies out. That's and it was like an uproar because there were workers that were on that roof or on that building, like like this week or last week. I can't remember. And they were like, well, if the workers are safe enough to walk on there, why can't they get the body out? So, I don't know, man. This is this is insane, man, that that poor dude's body is still in there. But um, Clifton, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's still in the – the guy is still in the building, which is sad, man. God damn, that's sad. Mm. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, well, in this week in the spotlight, we're going to go in a little bit different direction because I got to tell you – um, we just did a patron episode and it was about the current product and I'm not a fan of the current product for the reasons that I put out in the patron episode, but I'm going to tell you right now, there's a guy running around in the current product that is, is the absolute heel that we need in 2020. Uh, if you're not, if you're, if you're like me and you don't like the current product and you're a classic wrestling guy. I'm going to tell you, you need to get your eyeballs at least on the Twitter feed of one Maxwell Jacob Friedman. This guy's phenomenal, dude. He's tremendous. Man, tremendous. He, just, he, he just, this, this today, I guess, flipped off a seven-year-old fan, and when they asked about it, said, fuck them kids. So, let me remind you of something Kevin Owens did a few years ago when we did used to cover the WWE. Remember when Owens went off on that little kid at ringside and the mother wanted an apology? Yeah. You So, there's precedent for this and <laughs> but Maxwell Jacob Friedman is a legend. He told a sick kid his parents to gouge the kid's eyes out after he beats Cody or something. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't remember. Oh, I'm uh, no, no, I'm I'm rolling down to it, but he basically told them um bringing Harper in. Oh, okay. That's good to hear. Eight minutes late. <laughs> He's early. That Keep constitutes going. early in his world. There he is. What's up? Uh, Doc's talking about uh, MGF. So, Doc, continue. I think Harper needs to hear this. Well, this guy says today he's sitting there. 
And it's a picture of his son in the hospital, in the hospital bed, all jacked up. And he goes, today, my buddy had his tonsils removed. Rough recovery for him, but he is excited. He will be home tomorrow to watch Cody Rhodes destroy MJF. Can't wait to take him to a live event. And MJF responded to him and said, Welp, <laughs> Welp, you're going to want to have that little mistake's eyeballs removed too, so you can lie to him about the outcome of my match. <laughs> That's awesome. He, he is so vicious that it makes him a baby face for being a heel in 2020. I don't know how you navigate that kind of heel persona in a corporate environment. Especially if at a press conference today he said, fuck them kids, and flipped off a seven-year-old. That's even better. But it's fantastic if they've decided to let give him, and him only, that level of carte blanche with the fans. It's phenomenal. You know, Vince probably thinks, oh, that's cheap heat, brother. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> that's awesome you flip well, off a kid <laughs> doc what would you do if you went to see a wrestler and you took Latrell, not you but you took Latrell, and and his favorite wrestler flipped him off kevin owens just shot him at a bird how would that make you feel you'd be mad actually why is he your favorite wrestler well maybe not his favorite wrestler but because that's a good point but still, it, like you know how these parents are nowadays, man. Oh my god, you scarred my child for flipping him the bird, baby. Your child's gonna go through worse in life than having a bird flipped on him. Yeah, right? all scarred I know is by giving him a fucking tablet at five years old. That's the truth. <laughs> and every time you're walking around fucking Walmart, you know what I see? These kids five years old walking around with a goddamn tablet playing fucking video games. The fuck. Yeah. He ain't wrong. Jesus Christ. Go he play won. baseball. Go play chase. Go outside, right? Go they find out what, what, what grass feels like. No, no. See, but Harper, you don't understand. Today's kid wants you to go play chase with them. Uh, Am I wrong, that. Mike? I'm 43 years old. I ain't chasing none, none but pussy and cheap beer. Fuck that. The fucking 15-year-old. <laughs> Saturday is like you want to play me in one on one and I'm having this issue with my left elbow <laughs> I'm like bro I do not want to play you in one on one no seriously I got to go back to the doctor I might have to have surgery on it and I'm like I'm like dude come on he's like Ugh. so I go out there and I, I'm like I play him in one on one and he's still not good enough to beat me Cause he's just too skinny. He can't. He does. He just can't move. Like all I got to do is check him one time, and he's flying across the driveway. But it's just like, dude, I can't. I would never get a parent or my friend's parent to play no goddamn one on one when I was that age. They would have been never like, if you don't get your rabbit stupid ass out my bruh. face. Shoot some baskets by yourself or go make some friends. For real. I never once asked my dad to play with me. I've always wondered when I was a kid in those He-Man commercials, they show the dad playing with the toys with him. My dad was never sitting on the floor playing with He-Man fucking Skeletor with me. Not one time. 
Not one fucking. The only thing my dad did, he showed me how to ride a bike when I was a little bitty thing. Like it. Yeah, and 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 fucking hunting. That was it. If I wanted to throw a football, I would go down the street to fucking Randy's house, fucking Mark Lewis's house, and go knock on the door. Is 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 a Mark home? And then he would come outside, and we'll go fucking play. He had been smoking. Dude, that's exactly it. Fuck. No lies detected. That's exactly how it worked. <laughs> that's exactly how it worked. Oh, these kids today, man. Jesus Lord. Want me to play with you? The fuck? Go build memories, bruh. Go build memories. <laughs> Go build memories. That's what you gotta you have to build memories. And you have to socialize with other kids your own fucking age, not a forty three year old fucking man. Fuck. No lies detected. Because he can't talk to you about the same shit that, like, you would have talked to with another kid his own age. Bro, these, let me tell you something. These kids today are different, bro. I just like, don't. I, I know, I know our parents said the same thing, but these kids today are different, man. They are wired completely different. Like, their social uh, skills, because of everything being online, is, is so bad. It's, I see it all the time. Like Harper, you and I, you and I have the ability to play on a phone and like you know go on Facebook and do all this stuff. But if I'm in your presence, I don't see you a lot. We put the phones away and we just start bullshitting. Like we can talk. Bro, my nephew is how old? He's like eighteen, bro. And I was like, you gotta understand when I was your, you can't fuck the Xbox, bro. <laughs> you can't fuck the Xbox. You're going to have to get up and fix your hair and put real cologne on and put halfway decent clothes on and go out somewhere at and night. Tricks, and trick some broad into sucking your dick. And fucking you and your friends are going to have, like, well, she's hot, and then go try to work your game. You're going to get shot down a lot, but you're going to you're gonna score a hit every now and then, and that's how you learn. To fucking deal with fucking women, it, but but now they just swipe left. Yep. <laughs> the fuck that. And drink Mountain Dew. And drink Mountain Dew and drink White Claw. Mm. Oh God, these these poor bastards. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Harper on the youth of today. Yeah. <sighs> Robert, isn't that true, though? Like, okay, uh, old school guys or old guys like us, I guess I'll say, we 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 don't see each other, but when we do, we put the phones away and we can just talk. Now, we might yeah. pull a phone out for the picture and, you know, BSing and things like that, but we can actually sit down and hold a conversation. Bro, these kids today, they are in them phones and tablets. Fuck like... that shit. Ugh. <laughs> What'd you say, Hopper? Yeah. The Xbox ain't going to give you any? Yeah. There's no beer tap or a pussy on the Xbox, bro. <laughs> and, and you can't spend your your fucking. Here's the thing. I think back to my youth. I think of good shit, bro. When oh, I was yeah. a little kid riding a bike around, playing football, playing video games, collecting baseball cards, running around being an asshole. And when I was in my teenager years and my fucking early twenties, running around basically half drunk all the time, doing dumb shit. These kids are gonna think back to their youth, like, "Bro, every time I was on 
I watched that video on fucking YouTube on a Friday night. Fuck that, dude. Ugh. It's a different world, Harper. We were adults before the internet was a thing. I just... Uh, fuck that, bro. Just think about that. Think about that part. We were adults before the internet was a thing. And even that in our true, huh? very early adult years, the internet wasn't what it is now. Yeah, it was you with your fucking IBM fucking computer with the dial up and you would just kind of fuck around and you would just, okay, turn it off. Right. Anyway. All right. Now that we got Harper's lesson on uh. today's youth and whatnot... Doc, did you do you want to keep going with your MJF uh, thing? I think Harper may be MJF Junior. <laughs> I'm 43 years old. How old is he? 25. What? MJF? He's young. Yeah. I think I think he's only like 23 years old. Or he's very yeah. young. He's, he's young. Look it up, Doc. He's he is young. I mean, like uh, literally, Harper I, probably is old enough to be his dad. Right. What? Harper is old enough to be MJF's dad. Maybe he is. That's nice. <laughs> you know, I don't think his mom's ever come came around here. She hasn't taken a vacation in New Orleans. God, she never came to Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> you eating the ass this week, pal? No, not today. Not since you know the Minnesota Wrecking Crew came through. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> did she get? Did your Minnesota hookup get your number? No. That's great. Remember That's what I the... love is that you know you came here to job out to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know exactly what your role was. You're not getting any shit in. You're going to bump, feed, bump, feed, bump, feed, one, two, three, roll out the ring. And, and, Harper, you... and, and Harper's going to stretch you if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? Nothing. Nothing, man. We're living the dream. <laughs> I would say grow up, but it sounds like he's having fun, so I'm not gonna say that. Jesus Christ, it's it's. I mean, Harper described my youth a minute ago, and I got a little sad for a minute, running around yeah. half drunk. Shooting That's how it was, bro. Yeah, I remember getting fucked up and like going to work the next day when I worked at Jiffy Lube and going to school and like. Man, there's no way I'm going out tonight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> then about five o'clock. Then about five o'clock, you'll be like, that's what we doing tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, that was for, wild. Bro, can for, you, I for seven straight years I did that. Fuck, I did that till oh God, long end, seven years. <laughs> well, I'm a doctor, but you know Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, to stop sometime. All right, are we ready to talk some wrestling? Uh yeah, because we need to get to it, man. This was uh this is another good episode here, pallies. Yeah, this was another good one. So again, we're doing November twelfth, nineteen eighty eight. TBS. The show opens. We see a clip from last week with uh Cornette answering the phone at the desk, which we know now was Paul Lee. Or Polly dangerously, and we head to the studio with Tony, Shivani, David Crockett, and Jr. They run down some of the stuff going on on or in the promotion this week, and then um, I don't even think that phone's plugged in, huh? Pro- hell no, it's just sitting there. K <laughs> Fabe, dude. K Fabe. We weren't worried about it back then. Who's worried about that? Yeah. I mean, come on. God, nowadays, if they did this, they would dissect this whole fucking thing. They the would. phone's not plugged in. He owns the. 
Jim Cornette holds the phone with his fucking right hand because his right hand it was, it was kind of bullshit. Ugh. Dude, you're not lying. Ugh, they would dissect this whole fucking thing. Twitter, Twitter would be on top of this. It'll be fifty podcasts uh, breaking this down. <laughs> like how he's how he's holding the phone and is the phone plugged in and that's not the kind of phone they use at Jim Crockett. They use fucking black phones. Blah 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 blah. Fuck. Harper's on to something with that doc. I know. He nailed it. No, a, he really did a, on that a, one. He broke down the youth a minute ago. Now he's breaking down the marks. I wonder. I can't. I just want to see who's next. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it, and then go to bed. Go jerk off and go to bed, right? Real. These people would critique the blowjob they're getting. It's like, just lay back and enjoy that <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, the worst one you ever had probably wasn't that bad, right? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like that old saying about the pizza and bad sex. Yep. I mean, if it was a little toothy, I mean, if you still got yours, it was all right, right, Harper? Have you ever really gotten one like that? Come on. No, no. It's like myth. I only deal with pros. Yeah, wait, 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 I mean, what? you know, back in when I was like twenty and twenty-one, just getting into wrestling business, and you know, well, rats have big front teeth to get in the way, right? I mean, oh you know, wow, and whiskers. <laughs> a couple of, might have been a hog, might have been a hog or two. Uh, Can you imagine the wildebeest that the menace broke down with his, <laughs> with his? With his crisscross will make you jump, jump, twisty tie haircut, pushing three bills. Jesus Christ. Uh, God, Michael. Man, I'm I glad remember. Straighten up and married a good woman. I remember. Mud, the hell out of here. mud show wrestling in Homa, Louisiana. Yeah, I, remember, I remember coming back from, from uh, Alabama one time, and I think. I think we had this hotel it was either on the alabama uh, motel either on the alabama border mississippi i don't remember which one and um this person will rename na- will remain nameless but like we met these two just uh it wasn't i swore up and down i wasn't doing nothing but i drank enough of something that night to convince me to and uh, <sighs> Wildebeest is the best way to describe it. That's and like me hanging out with Saeed. I took I took one I took one for the team because it was it was my boy that was trying to you know do a little yeah. something and yeah you know and oh god. Did this Man. chick weigh two fifty? No, but just did she look like somebody had hit her with a two by four in the face? I, I mean, let's just say you wouldn't want to claim it. I don't want to have sex with that. Bruh, I I'll was 21, then. 20 years yeah, old real, and dude. drunk. Okay? Like yeah. I wasn't at some point. I still didn't shame myself. Okay, you had all the standards in the world. This is coming from the same guy. Hopper, he told me this one time at work. He said, man, when I think back to some of the buttholes I put my thing in. Oh, Jesus. So don't let him fool you, everyone. All right? He said some of the strange ones he jammed it in. All right? So just let's keep that in mind. I never said that. (laughs) Now he's going to deny it because it's going out to thousands and thousands of people right now. But, of course, he'll deny it. We have anyway. seventeen. We have seventeen listeners. <laughs> oh, you know that ain't true, or you wouldn't be doing this anymore. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. We get two new listeners every year. Yeah. yeah okay. We're coming up on girl. The, we're coming up on the five year reunion at this point, just so you know, a five year uh, anniversary. All right. Uh, let's keep going. Paulie introduces his Midnight Express, and then we get the uh, Paulie's version of the Midnight Express. Randy Rose and Dennis Condry, they defeat Jerry Price and Rick Allen. This was certainly weird the first time I saw it because I'm like, Dennis Condry and Randy Rose just doesn't fit for me. But it's part of the angle. It's part of what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, it is what it is. They win. Uh, uh, Paulie's Midnight Express. Any any thoughts on this, Doc? Are you getting ready to play Paulie's promo? Yes, yes, but I wanted to ask you if you had anything from the match first. Uh, it went a, it went a little bit longer than I would have anticipated if they were going to come in and make a statement. They went like six, seven minutes, right? They yeah. went for about almost seven, yes. They went for a while. Okay, that was it. I just expected them to lay, lay waste and get out, but whatever. I have some let's, stuff on the back side of the promo. All right, let's go to the promo, and then I'll get you and Harper starts. Here it is. Gentlemen, the original Midnight Express. You hear the fans out here. You hear what they're calling for, don't you? <laughs> you see, the people have already made their decision. The people. Oh, this camera. Hey, I'm new around here. I don't belong in the NWA, so I don't know which cameras go. Because you see, the NWA did not want Paulie Dangerously and the original Midnight Express because we came here and we said, hey, look at everywhere we've been. We beat everybody in our path. They said, hey, we got the Midnight Express. What do we need you guys for? I said, hey, Loverboy Dennis and Ravishing Randy are the original Midnight Express. Loverboy Dennis and Ravishing Randy are the Midnight Express. They said, hey, we got Jim Cornette. We got Bobby Eaton. We got Stan Lane. Well, I'll tell you what. You can have the people on your side, Jim Cornette, Bobby Eaton, and Stan Lane. But I've said it for 18 months. I said that this man right here carried you for five long years. Well, last week on this TV, last week right here in this very studio, Jim Cornette, Dennis Condry didn't carry Jim Cornette and Bobby Eaton. The paramedics did, and they carried you out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard from the original Midnight Express. Barry Windham, United States Heavyweight Champion, is coming up next. Doc, your thoughts first. What you got? What's wrong with Paulie's voice? He's kind of cracking, you mean? Yeah, yeah. it's like his I think nuts. He's hoarse. It's like his nuts hadn't dropped yet, or whatever. I think he was on the road that week, and he just lost his voice from screaming at the fans the whole week. Okay. Um. Anybody want to guess how old Paulie is there? Oh, uh, I knew you were going there. Is he is he still in his twenties? He's twenty three. Jesus. He's a baby. I forgot how much hair he had. Yeah, and how little of him there was. Yeah. Dude, he's tripled in size. Tripled. I think he's more than tripled. Dude, he Dude, is a he has his right He now. has his own gravitational pull these days. <laughs> Doc, remember like three years he's gonna ago? Die. He's going to die. That's and nice. I, and I don't know. Oh I don't like bro. that. He, man, they need to get him in the wellness program. He does not. He's sweaty and he's fat. You know, just he needs help. Doc, remember like three years ago, maybe even four, we were watching Raw at one point and we were doing a what really had to be four years ago. We were doing a Raw reviews 
and you were like, God, Paulie's so big, man. I feel like he comes out there, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just waiting for him to have a heart attack. And how big he was then, he's gotten bigger since then. Oh, yeah. He, like, his, you ever look at his neck these days when he's in that suit cutting promos? It, he, it's like he's got a, uh, you ever seen them uh, monkeys at the Audubon Zoo? Hopper <laughs> that have that that thing under their neck and it like blows out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. When they make the noise, dude, that's what it looks like. It's so huge. <laughs> <laughs> he is big. <laughs> He's triple in size at this point. Yes, she's so fat she could have sex with two guys at the same time and they'll never meet. What? <laughs> Come on. What's that from? Come on. I don't know. New Jersey's a big state. It might flip over if she moves in here. I mean, fuck, I fucked it up. Where are you getting that from? From, from the Sopranos. Dude, I wanted to say that, but I didn't want when to be wrong. When they kept talking about uh, Johnny Sachs' wife. Oh, uh, God. New the Jersey's mole. a small state. It's, it's, it's probably going to flip over if they move in here. Why they? Why they have to mess with Jenny like that? Jenny, right. I liked her. They fat shamed the piss out of that poor woman on that. Remember show. when? Remember when he found her with her stash of candy downstairs in the floor? Yeah. <laughs> that is so real. That's why that was. Funny. Well, you didn't quit smoking. Tobacco is an addictive substance. <laughs> Dude, Paulie's about that size right now. Paulie's huge, man. But this was a good promo. But you're right; he's tripled in size, Doc. Yeah, he has a he has a crutch at 23 of saying, "Hey." Yes, uh, Harper, what'd you have from it? Randy Rose looks like fucking Joe Diffie, bro. Who? Third Rock from the Sun, dog. Yes, he's he's a country singer. That's the first thing I thought thought of when I saw him was fucking Joe Diffie. The biggest monster. <laughs> And it's Jeez. weird because you've got New York Paul Heyman with two hillbillies out there. Yeah, these, I, they look like they just stepped out of a fucking truck stop at, at fucking <laughs> two in the morning. What are you queers? <laughs> the first thing out of their mouth is, what are you queers doing? Yeah, what are you fucking Yankee queers doing in here? So them <laughs> with them with, a, with somebody from New York is hilarious. Yeah. Dude, and, they really do. Hopper nailed it. Like, look at him. That's exactly what those two look like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could see Dennis Condry roll, like doing exactly that, rolling up out the truck stop, getting ready to jump in his in his Ford F one fifty pickup. And what the hell are you queers doing out here? What the hell are you little boys <laughs> looking at? Like, I can see that. And, and like you're right, they got this New York manager. Holy crap, that's so true. And I don't have a problem with the tag team that looks like that, but in '88, that was not going to help their national reputation. And I'm sorry, but I'm even more convinced this week that they really should have had the Road Warriors and Midnight's go at it. That's what pisses me off more than anything. It's over. Now it's Sting and Luger. What? So we gonna we gonna get Cornette back on this Ugh. show, and I wanna I wanna I wanna talk to him about this. Just think of what fucking it's like an untapped it, it was an untapped well of fucking great wrestling that wasn't touched, and they just like moved on. They just ah fuck it, we're gonna 
we got this going on. I know what Joe Diffie looks like, pal. Mike does it. Uh-uh. I can't. I, I've seen that show, but I, I can't picture it. No. It was a song. No, I thought you were talking about this, 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 the... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, I dude. thought you said it was a, that TV show. Yeah. <laughs> it was a song before that. I was like, welcome to oh. Earth. I, so I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, never mind. You could tell Harper and I were out listening to music we normally wouldn't like in an effort to get in some broad's pants while we drank beer back in that time frame. Yeah, at those at those shitty country bars, we we had to tuck your shirt in and you couldn't wear a hat and you and all that bullshit. And the and the cowboy broads wore those high waisted jeans. Yes, <laughs> I don't know why this came to my mind just now, but this is broad that goes a wildcat. She's a big old loss. She's tried so hard to get into Harper's drawers, and he ain't having it. Just let her jerk you off or something. No, because then they come back. See, I, he, you gotta, he knows exactly you gotta understand. what you're talking about. It's like a dog. You can't just give him a... <laughs> like, you know those fucking seagulls in a Walmart parking lot, bro? If you throw them one piece of bread, they're going to come back for another one and another one and another one. <laughs> You can't just break them off a piece. <laughs> big old awesome abroad to a seagull in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I can't breathe. <sighs> oh my God. Oh. Right. Y'all got the seagulls in the parking lot? No, huh? <laughs> well, we're we're two hundred and fifty miles from the ocean. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna say no. Well Boy. out here, every Walmart has fucking seagulls in a parking lot. And they just fly over picking in you, you know how these fucking trash bags throw like the old like fucking fast food trash in the parking lot? They fucking digging all that shit. They're all over the place. Boy, William Bozard, Chris Zaha, all them dudes on the Facebook group, Drew Miller, they're going to have a field day with this part of this conversation. <laughs> Compared so, a big old rat to a seagull. Don't so, throw him a piece of bread. Keep going, Doc. Well, how many shows does this wildebeest come to? All of them? Bro, I don't know. I was at X-rated last year, and I and she was trying hard to get a piece yeah. of her body. Maybe she's li- like, maybe she's maybe she's listening right now. I doubt it. Very seriously. Yeah, why? she's not. We're no, not this one. I know why, but she's not. Is it because she's has some challenges? No, no. She she no. ain't listening to this. This ain't her type of thing. But Harper's got her type of thing below his belly button that's for damn sure that's nice what <laughs> Penis. come on dude <laughs> all right so barry windham's out yeah let's go to barry windham because we got some stuff that's going down here barry windham he just defeat curtis thompson and let's go to jj and barry windham who are about to cut a promo all right ladies and gentlemen he's a member of a very elite group he's one of the horsemen He's also the best singles wrestler in the United States. He's the United States heavyweight champion, Barry Windham. JJ? David Crockett, what you just saw was a wrestling clinic. That's it, pure and simple. A wrestling clinic where Barry Windham just showed everybody in the world why he is the rightful holder of the United States championship belt. 
Now I understand that everybody in the world has problems. The wrestling world is no different. Jim Cornette was running his mouth for a long, long time, and now Paulie dangerously slapped him around and has got his attention. Mr. Cornette has a big, big problem. Now Lex Luger and Sting were a thorn in my side, the entire horseman, for a long, long time. They came that close on a couple of occasions of taking some things that were very dear to me. But now they've crossed wires with the road warriors, and I think Luger and Sting have a real problem as well. Now on a more personal level, I've had to listen for the last couple of weeks to Sir Oliver Hupperdink and this so-called beast from the east coming out here running their mouth about what they're going to do with the horsemen. They're throwing challenges at Ric Flair. They're throwing challenges at Barry Windham. Now, I've spent a lot of time in New Jersey because it's my home as well. I've spent a lot of time in the Big Apple of New York City, and I've walked around Times Square, and I've seen a lot of strange people, just like I think Bam Bam Bigelow is very, very strange. The only thing that makes him a little bit different is the fact that he does possess some wrestling ability, and he is somewhat of a threat, but the man has yet to be tested, and by tested I mean wrestling someone of the caliber of the world heavyweight champion nature boy Ric Flair or Barry Windham. But I am sick and tired of hump. You want to do a test? There's a test right here for you, you big man, huh? You've been flipping your lips like you've been doing all the time. That's all you're good for. Why don't you, come on, let's do a super test right here, huh? Come here now, big boy. You just better back up. What are you going to do about it, big boy? Man, they're breaking it loose right here. Bigelow just came out and stuck the biggest right hand in Wendell's face you ever saw, and he slams him into the ring. That's a 396-pound enraged bull, and Wyndham is fighting back with all he's got. All right, it's breaking down. Bigelow and Wyndham going at it. Doc, what you got from the promo, though? We've got a chaotic situation. I thought that was the best that J.J. has sounded in quite some time. He actually sounded engaged and had something to do. And when Humperdinck came out, his face facials were awesome there. Um, and then what I really liked, because usually it doesn't happen this way, man, Wyndham took a step to him. Was like, what are you going to do? I thought that made Wyndham look like a complete badass. Hubbard, what do you think? Dude, we don't see this. We always see him shoot the promo. And as a kid, I used to wonder, wait, dude, what, how come the guy doesn't come out? Because you know he's there. He's and this time, he, yeah, he fucking came out, and they just started going at it. Personal issues. And no fucking music started playing mm -mm. before he came out. No They just came out. Yeah, they just came out straight at the back like, what, bitch? What? This is a treat. Good stuff, man. Yeah, they don't do this a lot. I mean, there's been times, like, if you remember a few years ago, remember when Ricky Morton came out and confronted yeah. Flair and took the glasses off and stepped on him? Remember that old clip? That was a really good one uh, from, you know, similar to this. Um, yeah. But they, you're right, man. They, they they do a lot of talking, but they don't give give anything away. And this is actually fine because, like, they don't have a match. It's just a confrontation, and they're, you know, slugging away and – and JJ kind of really saves Barry from getting, you know, hit with the Bam Bam's big move off the top rope. And other than that, man, it was it was pretty damn good, man. This this was some good stuff right here from Bigelow and Humperdinck and Barry and JJ. JJ was really good there. Uh, Doc, you got anything else before we go to the next promo? No, it just makes me want to see this thing go down. I sure hope Bigelow sticks around. <laughs> uh oh. 
Well, yeah, he will. No, huh? He will. They'll have a match at Starcade, like we've talked about. So at least you got that's, that. But oh, that's yeah. good. Let's go now to. They're still in the ring. Them being Bigelow and Humperdink, and and Dusty Rhodes comes out. He he's got something to say. So let's go back to the studio and hear from Dusty. Dusty Rhodes. Hey, all right. Nothing. The Thunder Machine himself right here. You seen Big Man Bigelow, Bear Windham, Ric Flair. That's a test for you. J.J. Dillon, you're out here talking about a test. You just got the test, Daddy. And I'm going to give you some new news, baby. And the Little Richard new news is, the Bebopalula new news is, and the Hokey Bopokey and the Coffee Color Cadillac is Dusty Rose, the American Dream. Now it's all of a harmony. And Bam Bam Bigelow, the beast from the East. Now I'm taking care of business, tell a big bam. Well, you know, Window, you got my face. And all you did was put gasoline on the fire. That's right. You know, Dylan's out here flipping his lips like he always does and he does the best at. Well, we just had the acid test. There you saw it. This man right here can handle Wyndham any day. And Flair, you're not far behind. With Dusty Rhodes as our partner, we fear no evil. We fear no thunder. All right, more action to come right here on Superstation TBS. Doc, what do you think about Dusty uh, once again? Uh, going out there and getting the rub from Bigelow. This was terrible. <laughs> Bebop a loop and little yeah. Richard. Just you sound a thousand years old. Yeah, I hate he it. Really did. <clears throat> and he hate was it. damn near as intel- unintelligible as fucking Nikita. Well, let's not get carried away. He wasn't that bad. Okay. Hubba, what would you think? Same thing. Yeah, when he started with the bebop, a loop I'm like, that's like from 20 years ago. <laughs> no fuck, fuck that. longer than that. Right. For this time. Yeah, this is 88, man. This is the late yeah. 80s. Oh, boy. Yeah, I didn't really have nothing good to say about it, so I'm just going to keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike Rotunda is up next, and he wins his match. As the crowd chants Steiner is number one much of the match. Uh, the entire time, Steiner and Sullivan are at ringside, but you know, like I said, the fans are chanting for Steiner the whole time. Uh, Steiner, during the match, he's getting scolded by Sullivan on the outside of the ring. Here he goes. Tundas in there. Here he, here he goes. He's going to have a seat. He went to have a seat with the with the with the fans and. <laughs> 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 that is fantastic. And Sullivan doesn't like when he does that. So he's gonna pull him out and and commence to abusing him. <laughs> he he does not like it. All right. Any other thoughts from the match? We got a. I think we got a little decent segment from the promo right here, though, coming up after the match. Doc, anything? No, I, thought, I thought it was great when he said ringside and I, from far away when they first came up because they didn't do Chiron's here. I thought that was Ricky Santana he was gonna wrestle, but it wasn't. Oh, remember him? Yeah, I remember him. Came in, disappeared. Yeah. Just like that. Uh, even cut promos on Flair and Flair on him, but yeah, yeah, out of sight, out of mind now. Let's go now to Sullivan, Rick Steiner, and Mike Rotunda. They're going to fair at ringside with David Crockett. they got a promo they got to cut. Here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Sullivan, the Varsity Club. Yes, Kevin. You... I want to talk about the new Varsity Club. The new Varsity Club, we have put everything together. 
I have the world's TV champion right here, and we're on our way to the new U.S. Tag Team Championship belts. You see, we have made a plan, Michael and myself. You wanna wear my jacket? Sure, Michael, your jacket? Sure. My I'm jacket's up. nicer now, yeah, I'm anyway. I'm wear your jacket, thank you, Mike. Wait see, it's real. No, why'd you do that? It's real simple. Oh, it's all dirty, sire. Hey, Mike. Hey. I'm sick and tired of this. What are you sick and tired of? I was supposed to wrestle Flair today. You were supposed to wrestle I could have beat him today. You could beat the world champion. Yeah, I can beat him. You I can beat Doctor Death. You can. I can beat you, and I know I can beat you. What? Yeah, you. I can beat you. You're All right. right. I love it. You can't get away with that, Kevin. Come on. Let's see him back in the room. All right, ladies and gentlemen, more action to come. Man, he fired up and the fans were loving it. Doc, what'd you think? I thought it was good. He's, he says he can beat everybody, and the fans are about ready. Dude, he cut a promo on Rotunda and, and Sullivan right there, and the fans went nuts. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Harper, what'd you think? Dude, that's great, man. Oh, my God. He has become a lovable baby face it's he's so awesome good lord okay uh anything else doc harper i guess the florida championships going on huh? i can't remember if that belt makes another appearance but um I it can't remember. survive but but we still have a western states heritage champion oh yeah that's true huh mm, don't remind us all right we go to Bam Bam Bigelow, who defeats Brad Holiday. Uh, I have nothing from it, Doc. Do you? I do have a timestamp. I need a thirty-four forty, and listen to Bigelow's chop. Thirty-four. You said thirty-four forty. Yeah. All right. Let's see. We're at 30, 34, 37. Let's see what we got here. Stay in the Dorton Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina. The Mernings have got a great oh! card there. Thursday night in Norfolk. And boy, that, that was pretty bad. <laughs> He got him pretty good. All right, Doc, what else you got from it? That's it. That that does not feel like it would feel good. No, yeah, this looks kind of, I don't know, the guy with big old tattoos beating up a black guy. Does this look kind of whatever? Boy, y'all always bringing up race, boy, I tell you. I don't know. It just looks like in 2020, I don't think you would have this. Yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of Kofi like the first yeah, I think it was the but, first SmackDown on Raw. He's got the shaved head with the tattoos. It's it it it's it looks more American history X looking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh I guess. Um I don't know, man. I think WWE does a good job of burying certain African American um talents. I guess I'll What's I'll, I'll, I'll up? What's up? Yeah, Ron Simmons. <laughs> Not Ron Simmons. Uh, 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 yeah. All right. So we go from Bam Bam defeating Brad Holiday to the Sheep Herders cutting a promo. I don't have anything from it. They are literally getting close to not being here anymore. So, Doc, you got anything? I just wonder who colored that picture. Yeah. And it must have ran out of fucking ink because <laughs> they thought of. They started painting your boy's goatee green, then they stopped. <laughs> and. and <laughs> And I thought that was Bam Bam Bigelow on the right. <laughs> it does look like Bam Bam. Yeah. Because cause it almost looks like the tattoos that's on his head. Uh-huh. 
but it's it's um it's a uh, B- bushwhacker Luke or whatever one it is. It's his yeah. damn big ass Eddie point that he's got on his head. That's what it, is yeah. that? An Eddie, Eddie point? point? Yeah, like, you know, like monsters. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right. I believe it's yeah. called a. I believe it's called a widow's peak, Mike. Okay, I always called it an Eddie point, so you can blow me if you don't like it. All right. A how's widow's that, how's peak. A fucking widow's peak. Where you get that from? Your North Texas yeah. education. I'm just an intel- I'm an intelligent person. Someone lied to you. Okay. Any other thoughts on the sheep herders, Hopper? No. It's just Luger. like I keep I keep waiting to just see them licking heads very soon. Yeah. It's not far. They're they're gonna they're about to desert the promotion. Um, go up north. Uh, I forget. It may be an, this may be it. I can't quite remember, but they are gone in short order. Luger defeats Trent Knight. Doc, did you have anything from Luger and Trent Knight? Thirty-nine twenty-five. Tell me what happens. Thirty-nine twenty-five. Let's see. Um. Well, I'm gonna let Hopper. Hopper, what do you <laughs> Wait, think what? about that overhead press? Let's see. Watch it. Whose fault is that? That's the guy didn't go over. I don't know. The guy was up there. I think I feel like Yeah, but he didn't he didn't go over. Watch. Well, yeah, he didn't go back and do it again. I feel like he was over. up there, but it was like they just both kind of lost balance. I don't know, bro. Oh yeah. I think fucking Luger lost his grip. Yeah. Cuz the guy posted fine. I mean, he was yeah. he was up high. I don't know how you can blame him for that. If, okay. if if this happened now, this would be on a wrestle botch and, and shared fifteen million times. But it wasn't that bad. Yeah, but doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. cancel nice culture. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, cancel culture. Okay. Any other thoughts, Doc, on it? No. Bruh. The Luger promo that follows this. I know you got the same note I got. Is it about the amount of moisture on him? Jesus Christ, he's bone dry again. <laughs> oh yeah, look at him. He's bone. Okay. Yeah, look at him. He's ba- he's barely got any sweat on him. And he, I don't have anything. I don't have anything on what he says. So just kind of fast forward through and watch him get wetter and wetter. All right. So so pay attention. You see how he's? I mean, he's he's pretty smooth looking, right? Uh, not not smooth. You know what I mean? He's yeah, he's pretty dry, right, Hopper? Yeah. Okay, so let's let's go forward a little bit here. <laughs> right. I went I went forward thirty seconds. Now now look at him. God, he's drenched. He's not drenched yet, but it, he's starting to glisten. He's starting. He's glistening. That's he's glistening. A way to... All right, we'll go forward about another 30, 40. Now he's starting to work up a sweat. <laughs> look at Dude, him. look at his forehead. He's drenched. Look, <laughs> 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 it's like it's like somebody dumped a bucket of water on him. Jesus. That was that was that was like less than two minutes. He's dripping. All right. That's Any other amazing. thoughts? It is. No, it's 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 fascinating. It's a science experiment. Yeah. So the next match is Ric Flair, who is in the ring against George South. And if you've heard Flair tell it, he loved working with George South. Um, Doc, they go ten minutes before Flair uh. wins, and. You've heard Flair talk about this before. He loved working with George South. Yeah, he... Okay, so I had a couple of thoughts here. 
Go ahead. One, he was too generous. Very generous. But I also think part of it was probably to impress the new owners. Because that's the guy that they knew. Mike. Maybe, but he he always talked about how he loved working with George South even prior to that. Can I get 4720? Yeah, let me see. Hopper, were you about to say something? Yeah, he just he gave him so much. He made George. Uh, I almost said George Strait. He almost he gave George South. He made him look like Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes. They went ten minutes. This is forty-seven twenty, Doc. Maybe it's drop? The chop. No, it's the chop here. Sound. Oh, do you, do you want to hear it? Okay, let me turn it up. Amaze him. He's got a workout regimen that he follows. He doesn't deviate from. He is all business. When he's preparing his body I guess not. for I battle. The wrong and- uh, uh, at the end, did you see Rick kick the lights out? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I didn't see it. You didn't see it? No, he comes he off the even. top. He comes off the top. He kicks something. Yeah. When he goes up top and, and – uh. And George South flips him over. He he's he kicked a light or something, and it went falling to the ring. Oh, before that. Oh, it was before that. Yeah. Shit. I didn't. Well, oh, here, right here. Here. Watch, right watch, watch, watch. He sure. How did I miss that? <laughs> Damn. Yep. Yeah. When he was coming over, look at Teddy Long. Uh, he scraped it all out the ring. He sure the hell did. Yeah. Holy crap. And then Rick punished George South's chest. Well, look at it right there. It's it's beat up. It's just red. Yeah. It looks like a bruised ham wallet, like Doc said a couple weeks ago. What? Back. Come on. Why would look, you say something like that? Dude, George South, he, he gave him a lot. Ten minutes, like I said. Ten minutes. So, all right, Doc, any other thoughts on the match? Always good to see the champ out there. Always good. Yeah. And I think he's getting ready to lay down a hell of a promo as well. Yeah, he, he's about to he's about to drop something on us. So here it is. Here's Flair at ringside with David Crockett. Ladies and gentlemen, the man that makes the wrestling world go round. The world heavyweight champion Rick Flair. And his manager, confidant JJ Dillon. Well, it's not that we feel we make the wrestling world go round. But in our own humble way, we feel like we've got something to do with it. So you see, right now, what we're talking about is real life combative sport. People get hurt. People have their careers ended. They make millions of dollars or they go broke. Dusty Rhodes, you walked out here 20 minutes ago and you made a pact with a man for a number of reasons, all of them personal. I need test. Bam, bam, the beast of the East, Bigelow and Bigelow. Oh, geez, please look into the sky and think about what you've done. Don't look at Humper Geek. You, Bigelow, have put your hands on the hottest property in sports. You have put your hands on the four horsemen. And Dusty Rhodes, 
in your sheepish way, you've come out here to back his play. Oh boy, oh boy, are we gonna kick some butt across this country? Forget about titles, forget about honor. Look at it like this. We say we're the best. You don't believe that. So as we march across this country, styling and profiling, leaving women like a path of destruction, there are gonna be some pain and some blood and some sweat felt at the hands of two guys that weren't believers. And let me just take one moment to say, no love lost between me and Animal Hawk. But boy, I love walking into those bars between woo, woo, Animal and woo, Hawk and Stingy Luger. Oh boy, can you see it now? Barry, Rick, Hawk, Animal. Oh boy. It's the best wrestling going today. It's right here on Superstation TBS. He was really lathered up there and in a good mood. Doc, that was my ultimate take from that. What did you think? Yeah, I agree. I think part of it is, is again, is it impressing the new owners and they want to see Rick. Rick's more than happy to give it to him. He's just really feeling it. He's had a 10-minute match. He got warmed up out there, and now he gets to cut a promo, and Dusty just gave him something to use, and he's Rick. Harper, what would you think? I love how they flirt about, you know, are the Road Warriors going to join a, the fucking horsemen? I think it just meant that they hang out in the same locker room now. Yeah, but it, it just it, – it, they fucking kind of plant that seed kind of how halfway. Great, how great would that have been? God. It was kind of cool that they did plant that seed, though. Yeah. Even though it never happens. I mean, it's like... He, he also whoa. talked about... He also talked about um, spreading some seed, too. Oh, fuck. Well, what's new there, you know? That's true. <laughs> I just, I just thought he was, he was lathered up. He was, he was being Rick, and it was just, he made a bunch of good points. I think with the Road Warriors, he, he just was on it again. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Yeah. So then we go to Abdullah the Butcher, who defeats Randy Hogan. Um, uh, I got nothing from this, Doc. What about you? What's wrong with that? Yeah. He stood <laughs> on his head again. I, well. Uh, it's just the God Abdul is so gross. Yeah, he's he's so awesome. Though. Yep. Well, yeah, it, I mean that. It is, way. man. He stood on his head. How do you fucking teach a man to take that? I tell you, I'm sitting here watching him, and I'm thinking, whoever came up with King Kong Bundy, uh, not King uh, King King Hippo in a Mike Tyson's Punch Out game. Yeah. Bust the scene, Abdullah the fucking butcher. <laughs> Man. He... That's him. Yeah. Oh, he's on his face again. Jesus Christ. Dude. And then he steps on his throat. Fuck you, Randy Hogan. 
He he gives he gives zero. He just really does. Ugh. And this is tame from like earlier in the eighties. Oh oh yeah, he's he's being nice to this guy. Well, he's about to not be nice to the Ugh. to the podium. I yeah. Well, as we say, Abdullah wins with ease, beats the hell out of this Randy Hogan cat, and then we're gonna go to the podium, which I gotta get to that now. Let's see where are we at. Oh, I got a few seconds. Hold on. And here it is. The audience and harness to control him again. We were going to go to David, and now they're going to make their way towards David. Okay, David. It's all yours. Oh, thanks a bunch. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Gary Hart, Abdullah the Butcher. Hey, what a gross individual. He's not only gross, he is real. This is over 400 pounds of terror. Anybody want a part of him, just come on out. It don't make any difference if it's at Superstation, TBS, or any arena anywhere in the complete whole world. I got a surprise, and I, the surprise that I got ain't nobody gonna like because there is only one Abdullah the Butcher. He has been imitated, but nobody has ever nobody struck. Everybody has ever struck terror in the hearts of wrestlers and wrestling fans, the likes of Abdullah the Butcher. And remember, the reign of terror has just begun. Who among you, I ask again, who among you has the guts and the courage to stand before the big black and look him eye to eye? Are you man enough to take what he's prepared to deliver? Are you man enough to insult him? Are you man enough to challenge him? Because if you truly are, you are a fool. There has never been anything like Abdullah the Butcher in professional wrestling. There has been bad people. There has been mean people. But there has never been anyone totally destructive. When you hear about the boogeyman, remember there is only one boogeyman, Abdullah. And you better watch out because the boogeyman is coming for you. You know who you are too, don't you? All right, ladies and gentlemen, Gary Hart and this creature, Abdullah the Butcher. Listen, more to come. We've got the Road Warriors, Fantastics, and a lot more. Midnight Express and more right after this. Bro, he, the, that ain't working. He's, he really was chewing the wood off that podium, Hopper. He was like a damn goat. Bro. Isn't it how people, I hate it when people say, oh, well, he was lazy. This, this isn't fucking lazy, bro. <laughs> Who else is chewing on a goddamn podium, chewing the wood off? That was phenomenal. This is, this is something that even if you can say what you want about pro wrestling, oh, it's fake, they stomp when they punch. This, this would make you stop and go, what the fuck am I watching? Look at that, this motherfucker. Right. <laughs> Chewing on the wooden podium. And like a goddamn it, beaver. He's destroying it. <laughs> it. It reminds me of that Geico commercial. Hey, Woodchuck, <laughs> stop chucking my wood. <laughs> I guess they figured, well, you know, we sold the company, so fuck it, chew that shit up.
kind of like back in the day when you were young and you had an apartment. You just got had an eviction party and just fucked it up. And... Yeah, Bruh, He's really chewing the wood off that shit. He's gnawing that shit like it had been rubbed in a one steak sauce, man. <laughs> and let me, let me tell you, if you if you're a Patreon member, go back and watch at the forty four forty mark as we're talking about this. He's chewing the wood off the the podium. It's not a work. He it's not gimmicked. He's just chewing it off, and it's disgusting. It's He's going to get lead poisoned. Well, like Hopper nailed it. Hopper nailed it. You know how, remember when Jimmy Del Rey acted like a blind man in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? (laughs) Yeah. And and Hopper was like, bro, that's one of those things where if you walk in through the room, even if you didn't like wrestling and you saw that like promo, you would stop and be like, holy crap, I got to watch this. This big fat man chewing on this podium would make you stop going, God, that guy's gross. But you'd watch it. You'd stop. Yeah. It'd grab your attention. Look at this. You see the big scars on his fucking head, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? He is disgusting looking, He too. looks dangerous. Oh, yes. Bruh, he's chewing on a podium. What do you think he'll do to you? <laughs> like a beaver. <laughs> oh, all right, Doc. What do you, what else? Anything else? Yeah, there's one thing at the very beginning of that that, that Gary Hart said is he's He's gross. Yeah, he's gross. And he's real. Mm. Not one lie detected in all of I, that. I, I have always, always had a soft spot in my wrestling heart for Abdul the Butcher, man. It, mm, wild ass chaos. Wild as chaos is right. Okay, so let's go now to Corny and the Midnight Express. I'm gonna play the first few seconds of this. It's about forty seconds, and of Corny talking, and then they're gonna throw to a video package, and we'll come back for the rest of it. So here's the first part of Corny. He's at the desk with uh, Tony Schiavone. Here it is. We're back on Superstation TBS. You know, fans, it was one week ago we all witnessed what was a horrible, a brutal attack. On Jim Cornette, especially, and of course, beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stay in the Midnight Express. And Paulie dangerously out here at the Don't top. Don't mention of the... that name in front of me. Last time anybody saw the Midnight Express, we were in that ring. They were laying face down. Now look like a reject from Friday the 13th, part 7. Well, I've had a week to look at that jacket and look at this head in the mirror. But in case anybody else wants their memory refreshed just a little bit, I know you got a piece of tape. Get that out of the way, and then i got a few things I want to say, brother. Take a look how it happened last week. I wanted to get the scene of Corny walking out with the white jacket with all the blood on it and then Stan looking glorious. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on this before as they throw to the replay of Corny getting busted open last week when Paul Lee's Midnight attacked him? Uh, not yet. We're going to talk okay. about this in a minute, right? Yeah, we will. Uh, Harper, do you want to you wanna go to the second part of it? Or you got yeah. anything from, from what we just watched? Nah, let's go. All right, so... Let's go to the second part. They're wrapping up the replay, and we're going to hear from Cornette. Here it is. Rose and Con- Well, nothing more we can say about that, but I know you have a plenty to say. <laughs> that's real good, Polly. That's, real- that's almost worthy of me, brother. Almost worthy of me and the real Midnight Express. You know, 
Jimmy Crockett, Tommy Edwards, all the people at TBS, everybody that has anything to do with this program staying on the air have already told me, don't say what you want to say, Jim Cornette, or we'll never stick you in front of a camera again. So this is the censored version. As soon as that happened, my mama found out that I got hurt. She called me up. She said, Jimmy, come on home. Don't worry about it. I'll have the lawyers take care of everything. You get out of professional wrestling. It's too dangerous. It's all over with. And I said, Mama, you're going to have to get over it, darling, because it's about damn time I did something on my own. What do you pop for that? Paulie Dangerously, I'm going to tell you something right now, brother. It takes more than a couple of geeks. Yeah, that's right, geeks. I like that word, so I'm going to use it. It takes more than a couple of geeks wearing funny-looking clown outfits with original Midnight Express on the back, copying our moves, and taking our name to be the Midnight Express. Dennis Condry, you say you carried Bobby Eaton around. Well, at first, it was an equal partnership, Dennis. But toward the end, Bobby Eaton was carrying your big, fat butt around. That's what actually happened. Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry were never the U.S. Tag Team Champions for 15 months. Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane were. Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry were never the Tag Team of the Year. Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane were. Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry were the World Tag Team Champions, but so were Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane, and they beat a better team to win them and beat better teams while they had them. So as far as I'm concerned and everybody in this country, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane are the Midnight Express. Now let me just come up here, guys, and let me just hold this up. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm talking to Paulie dangerously right now. Paulie, I have spent five years of my life. I have devoted five years of my life to trying to help make the Midnight Express the greatest tag team in professional wrestling. And during those five years, I have been beat up. I've been busted open. I have been stripped naked and knocked off a three-story scaffold. And I've deserved half of it, but I've took all of it. I'm still here, and I'll be damned if I'm a little jerk like you. Come in here and take my job. Bully dangerously, what you are is a cross between Michael Keaton and Jim Belushi. You're a punk with a suit two sizes too big and a Jim Cornette joke book slapped in your back pocket. Well, I tell you what we're going to do. You want to fight for the name? We'll fight for the name. And I'm going to keep this jacket. And when that fight's over with and everybody knows we're the real Midnight Express, then we're going to tear this thing in three pieces. And Bobby's going to take a sleeve and Stan's going to take a sleeve and stick it down Dennis Condry and Randy Rose's throats. And I'm going to ball the rest of it up, Polly. And I don't know which orifice on your body's the biggest. I think it's your mouth, but I may have to stretch one. And I'm going to ram this thing straight up to the elbow, up that very self-same hole. We'll be back after this timeout. God damn. Uh, that's something we haven't seen before. Doc, what do you think? There's a lot to discuss here. First of all, the jacket is a fantastic visual. The crowd pops on him, especially when you said listen to the crowd about his talking to his mom. And then he got real, real with Paul Lee and just the, the one line that I like before he got real, real and was fighting for the name was I've fallen off a three story scaffold. I've done, been naked, blah, 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 and I deserved half of it. I thought that was a great line, too. Uh, he did appear to have some red marker coming out on his forehead there, but we'll, we'll let that pass. <laughs> yeah. That was great, man. That was a different side than we've seen, and just a, 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 an intense promo with a personal issue. Gee, what a, what a, <laughs> it's like we're not building rockets here. 
so true. Hopper, what do you think? All of this was great, huh? Because you could picture calling his mama, I'm going to do this on my own for once. Yeah. And then responded home. to that shit. Come on home, Jimmy. Yeah. Because you he, could picture his mama saying, look, you know, this is too far. Why are you doing I, this? Yeah, I'm going to take care of this. He, he says, no, I'm going to do this on my own, mama. You know, you know why it's so effective? we say this every single time there's one of these promos where you're like, God, that was great. It's because he didn't tell one lie. Like it all was real. Mama Cornette has always been one to give him money to get things done. He's the spoiled brat kid. Even back in mid South, when he first came in, he's the spoiled brat. And now it's like, nah, I'm a man. I'm a stand on my own. I don't need mama Cornette. And the goddamn fans who've been hearing about Mama Cornette funding this thing for years and, you know, helping him get over, he's finally grown up. And they're like, woo! They're, they're erupting in there. There's only 100 people in there, and they're still like, oh, yeah! Like, damn! It's like so easy, but it's because it was so true. And then he popped me with the... with with I, I would have never thought about this until he said it. Did you catch when he when he said that Paulie looked like uh, Michael Keaton? Yeah, he really yeah, did I, right here. But but I popped when he said you got a Jim Cornette joke book in your back pocket. Yeah, that was funny too. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's like, look, Corny's yeah. cut. Corny's cut a bunch of promos, a great bunch of great promos in the three years we've done this now. But this one was different. Yes. Because it's the first, it's not the first Babyface promo, because, you know, it's that's kind of been where they're going for a while now. Right, right. But it was real. Like, he got real. And it was um, that connection and the emotional, like you just said, Doc, it ain't that It ain't that hard. The emotional investment is there, and that's why those people reacted the way they did. This was good. Um, I said a lot. Doc, you got anything else? I, this, this was, he's getting the government cheese. I'm just going to say that right now. That's the wrong show. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Rolex. <laughs> I'm ready to be done with Smokey. Can you yeah. tell? <laughs> He's getting a Rolex. I'm just going to give it to him now. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we can talk more about that in a second. But, uh, Doc, any other thoughts? Uh, no, I thought that was really awesome. Harper, what about you? It was great. I mean, what else can you say? Yeah, there's nothing else to say. Uh, Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons defeat Brett Holiday and Gary Royal. Doc, did you have anything from that match? No. Did you see Ron Simmons land on this guy's head at the finish? <laughs> he comes off with that cross body. Watch Ron Simmons' body land on his head. Oof. Oh. That didn't feel good. I don't blame Ron, Ron Simmons there, though. So, um, And remember, Gilbert and Simmons are teaming up in the uh, tag team tournament for the U.S. tag team title. So that's kind of why they're putting them out there together. All right, right. We got one more. We got one more promo. We got the Road Warriors. Remember, they're the NWA World Tag Team Champions. And let's go to them right now. Here it is. Here they are, the World Tag Team Champions, Hawk and Animal. Now, Animal, Lex Luger, he's out here. He knows you, man. He knows you very well. David Crockett, evidently Lex Luger don't know nothing about me or nothing about him. Listen, Luger, the only time I ever hung around with you going out to the bars at different nightclubs is to protect you so some little wrestling fan wouldn't kick your butt for mouthing off the same way you mouthed off to us. 
I was your protection, Luger, whether you like it or not. Now I'm not saying you don't look good. You and Sting both look great. But what you got are pretty muscles. You need beauticians and posing platforms. What we got here and what we built ourselves before. We have fighting muscles, which you don't have. We know how to take pain. That's what we built ourselves for. But most of all, we know how to dish it out. And that's what we do best. Tell him, Hawk. David Crockett, Lex Luger, Sting, I got a question for you. It's something I or animal don't understand. What's it like to get the dog squat kicked out of you on national television and not be able to do anything about it? For you, it's gotta be tough. Me and Animal have never been in that situation. We've never gotten our butts kicked on national television. And then came out here and said we weren't scared? You're scared. Believe me, I know better. So do you. And Luger, you're right. We were never friends. In order to be a friend of mine, you gotta be a man. And you're not a man. You're nothing. We come out here, and what do the people do? They get off their chairs, they stand up and scream because they like these belts around our stinking waist. And that's something you're gonna have to live with. So, you dug a big hole. We'll dig it deeper. You ain't nothing, and we aims to prove it. Snack on danger, die on death, and dead men don't make money. David Crockett, I guess you... That was for you, Stephen Javorski. I cut off Paul Ellering because you uh, loved to crank one off to him. Uh. Doc... Hawk still scares me to this day. I mean, like Hawk, Hawk was phenomenal. How does it feel to get your ass whooped on national TV and not be able to stop it? That's a hell of a line. That's a hell of a line because it's like, you know, it's like most people don't get in that situation where it's 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 popping off for real, and I want it to stop, and it won't stop. Most, you know, most people don't fight like that. That's maximum shit talking where it's real. And he basically, and he said Luger's not a man, and it, at the intensity of that, dude, it was phenomenal. The, everybody here is trying to get the new owners to extend that contract. Yeah, <laughs> this whole thing for the past two weeks has been two of the best fucking weeks in, in fucking forever. Yeah, it, it's been two. And it's been week. an hour yeah. and a half. We got a money mark in the boat. Let's let's go to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh these yeah, these last two weeks have been money. And that's even with y'all, you know, complaining about the them not going in a direction with the Warriors in the midnight. It's I know. But it's still been like, holy crap, man, look what I, they're hey, doing here. It looks like they left money on the table, but what they are doing is entertaining me. So I'm gonna call it like I see it. And the funny part is, like, like you know, I, I've brought it up a bunch of times where the sheep herders are about to jump ship, but we, you know, nobody's even thinking about that. It's like, well, whatever, you know, that's happening. But look, look, the rest of this stuff with Abdullah chewing on a freaking podium, and he's now in the game, and we got Bigelow and Wyndham, and we got the Midnight versus Flair. Midnight. We saw Flair. Um, the the Row Warriors close things out. Well, technically they don't close things out because there's another match and then a promo, but. 
know what I'm saying, man. This is good stuff. Um, now let me wrap it up here. They've got the Fantastics. They do have two more things. Fantastics defeat Terry Jones and Agent Steel. And then the Fantastics cut a quick promo at the end where Bobby Fulton responds to the Sheep Herders promo from earlier. I mean, I really don't have much from it because nothing is going to happen with these teams because the Sheep Herders are jumping ship. And that's kind of how this thing ends. So, Doc, um, I gave away my Rolex earlier, but I'll let you state the obvious who you're giving yours to. Well, I'm going to tell you, I had four viable, legitimate contenders for the Rolex. Would you like Absolutely. to know who they are? Would you yeah, like please. to know who they are? Please. Well, I think I think a 10-minute match from the champ with that promo behind it puts Rick out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Abdullah destroying, standing on people's heads and chewing on podiums deserves some consideration. Uh, the viciousness that Hawk threw out puts him into, into the pool. But I'm going with Corny as well because I thought Corny really, really got somewhere with that promo and, went and covered a ton of ground in a way that's just a little bit different than he normally does. So I'm going to say Cornette edges out the other three in an absolutely stacked and loaded field. Hard to put those guys over enough. Hopper, who do you have for it? Uh, I mean, like what Doc said, I mean, everyone fucking showed up today. But, I mean, you had fucking Rick fucking wrestle. You had a fucking badass promo from him. Yet the fucking Road Wars just fucking hit a home run. And he, you, you had uh, a Bam Bam and 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 fucking uh, uh, Barry Windham go at it. But I mean, I gotta go with Cornette, man. I gotta there- go with Cornette. I got to go with Cornette, too, like I said earlier. Was there a, I'm going to ask you this, Doc. Was there even a bad promo during this episode? Luger was kind of boring, but he sweat his way through it for us. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, this was, I mean, let's go ahead and hit the ratings here. I mean, I think I know where we're going with this, but let's do it. Yeah, let's go to the ratings before we do so. Remember, use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already purchasing things on Amazon, please use that link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it every time they use Amazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It's not much, but it definitely helps out the show when you use that link. Uh, so we're going to rate this thing. I'll go first. A plus. It's very easy. This was a tremendous episode with lots of great promos. Like Doc, you said, four different people easily could have gotten a Rolex, but Corny edges them out. A plus easily. Um, no other way to say it. A plus. What you got, Doc? Uh, this is wrestling. A plus, my man. I mean, yeah. this this was an episode that, I mean, 82 minutes didn't seem like enough. And how rare is that? No, you ain't kidding about that. So, so true. Um, Hopper, what do you think? It's, yeah, it's A-plus, man. Is it the first time all three of us gave something A-plus? 
It might be. And the same Rolex? Uh, that I don't know. Uh, well, no, no, no. I'm saying all, th- all. So six things we were in agreement on. Rolex, NA+. I don't think that's happened before. I really don't. Oh, okay. I mean, we know. I mean, it's three years, so that's a lot of shows. If you think about, it. I mean, it's a we're hundred and what? What was it? Fifty six shows into this at this point. Um, so Jesus. what are we doing just, with our? What are we doing the, with our lives? It's just the NWA shows. I mean, we're we're like four hundred plus, probably five hundred. Jesus Christ! Point. Yeah, we got to be at, in uh, Apple. When you look at it on Apple, it numbers it. I don't number it. Apple. We're gonna Apple come out. Does. We're we're gonna wake up one day and realize that we wasted our lives talking to each other about classic wrestling, and then we're gonna die. Oh, well, it happens, right? Yeah. Good run. We had the a good coronavirus. Run. Gonna get you. <laughs> coronavirus. Y'all scared? Uh, uh, Doc was talking to me about this earlier. I drank. I I got panicked earlier and drank a bottle of hand sanitizer, so I think I'm good. Bro, bro, they've been selling out of that shit, bro. I know. People, but listen, <laughs> people don't understand basic statistics and how much more in peril they are from other things than this virus. Yeah, I know. Huh? We'll get back to you if that changes, but for now, don't worry about it. No, I wouldn't say don't worry yeah. about it. Just, just wash your goddamn hand. This goes back to the discussion Hopper and I always have Soap about dudes water, who dog. take a dudes who take a leak and literally walk past the sink in the soap and grab the goddamn handle of the door and open it. Wash your hands, bruh. Wash your hands. Doc used to think I was a germaphobe. No, it's not that. I just when I'm in a bathroom and I see these morons piss. And then walk past the sink. Just wash your hands, bruh. Wash your hands. You've been digging in your nose. You've been digging in your booty hole all day. You Come take on. a leak. You're walking past the sink. Like Harper, Harper, right. They walk past the sink, right? It's right there. Yeah. It's right it there. It takes like 20 seconds. Dude. You, all, just, all, you gotta do is, all you gotta do is put some soap on there and sing happy birthday and you'll be fine. Bruh. Yeah. Just hit the freaking... You hit the little... I mean... Look, hit the little squirty thing with the soap that comes out of it, and wash your hands. It ain't that yeah. hard, guys. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, I worked the panel for for a Comic Con Saturday. I saw the pictures. Yeah, and I was late, and so I walk in there like, "Oh, it's hard body hard," and they're like, "Why are you late?" I was like, "Cause I was in fucking urgent care getting a fucking vaccine for that virus going around." <laughs> and, and, and they're like, no, they're like the Corona. I said, no, that fucking virgin virus that spreads at fucking every Comic Con. You know, fucking ass getting motherfuckers. Come on. <laughs> Leave these people alone. It ain't that fucking hard, guys. Uh, or, the long, sure. or the long version. It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was more pro- pro- prophetic than that. Just wash your hands. That's it. That's all I. Soap and water, bro. Soap and fucking. I mean, it's it's fucking right there. <laughs> all free. you gotta do is turn around, and it's free. Just turn around. We, we get done pissing, zip up, and you just exactly just turn around, and boom, there it is, looking at you. And I guarantee you, you're not so busy and important that you can't wash your hands. Yeah, for real, bro. The fuck. 
Man, I gotta go watch. I gotta go watch the Mavericks. So let's take this thing home. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, Hopper, March twenty first, Wildcat March Sports. First dog. Kenner, Louisiana, right? Yes. And for everyone who keeps asking me about X-rated, I promise. I'm almost certain within the next month I will have a date for you for X-rated this summer, and I'll say that because uh, we have a large contingent that is talking about going. So everybody listening, we will have that date for you soon. But for now, March 21st, Kenner, Louisiana, Butch Dewey Gym in Kenner, 7 p.m. bell time. Doors probably open at six. I'm not looking at the card poster right now, but that's that. Go to Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook. Just search that in the Facebook page. Don't use the slash or anything. Just search for Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook, and you will find the card information. And please go check out Hard Body Hopper and his awesome crew of wrestlers yeah. that are there. Um, Doc wants to go watch the Mavericks. I just need to mention a couple of other things. So, Doc, if you want to drop, feel free to do so. And Hopper and I will take us home if you got to drop. So, there's that. So, talk later. to you later, Doc. See you tomorrow. Later. Yeah, see you tomorrow, guys. Back at the back at the shoot job. Later. That'll work. Uh, a couple things real quick. Shout out to Our Vantage Point, the res- retro wrestling podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Right now they are doing a, the, the um, God, what do they call it? I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, they're ranking the best managers of all time. So uh, go listen to them and their show. Again, it's mostly the northern version of BTT. And again, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. So check them out. And I want to say goodbye to the wrestling podcast about nothing. They are no longer doing their weekly shows. So if you supported them over the years, thank you for doing so. But they shut down shop. That doesn't mean they won't be coming back here and there. But the regular weekly episodes That's are nice. done at this point. Who uh, shut down? Uh, the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH is Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. No. Uh, Malonis is on the road. He's working for NWA Power. Also, he's doing ROH. So it's been hard for them to get their recording scheduled down. Although they were still maintaining it weekly, they just have not been able to do so all the time. And then one other thing, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV who do the ECW show on our Patreon feed. So there's that. And if you're not a patron, last but not least, become one at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Over 200 Patreon-exclusive episodes are there. Also, you know, we do the Clash of Champions there. We do most of the we do the Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views. We've got Clash 4 coming up. I mean, it's um, it's at the beginning of December of 88, so about, a, about another month away uh, from the Clash. So if you want that, you're going to have to subscribe on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. You get the World Clash shows there. You get the ECW shows. You get the pre-shows, like the uh, one that Doc and I cut tonight. Um, so there's that. Uh, Harper, anything else before we get out of here? I'm, I'm, I'm a little winded and blown up, man. Yeah, we can roll. We can roll. So let's get out of here. Harper, hit the tagline and take us home. Book it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>